welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests today are a mum and daughter team, Janet and Jenly Wamsley, from right here in BC. And we're going to be talking about the autist- autistic triumph of her daughter, Jenny. Um, she was diagnosed with autism when she was young, but uh, Janet, her mum, decided that, okay, that may be a challenge, but it's not the end all of everything. And just through her nurturing love, which we're going to find out today, and all the things that she did for Jenny, Jenny has gone on to be a very, very accomplished um, uh, author herself. She's uh, an animator who has graduated and has a great career out there and has just gone to prove that labels don't always fit. And, um, you know, with this whole thing about society today of labeling people and then throwing them away, saying they'll never be anything because, um, is wrong. So let's understand how her autism is, um, is and what the challenges are, how she's overcome it to become an accomplished author and animator. And Janet's journey, where did she get her strength? Where did she get her knowledge? You know, how did she look at this? Because if she hadn't looked at it in the way that she did, Jenny wouldn't be doing or as being as accomplished as she is today. So mother and daughter love the bond there that's so strong that it's managed to kind of help everybody grow and unite and be what they are. And so it's not just a tale about autism. I think it is a tale about love. And when you love somebody so deeply, no matter what our challenges are, they can be overcome together. So I'm going to welcome to the show, Janet and Jenny. Welcome here, guys. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having us both on. We were looking forward to it. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. I love stories like this of people who have chosen to look at their obstacles in life and go say, okay, that may be our challenge, um, but we're up for it. And we're going to learn as much as we can, and we're going to be the best that we can be. So, Janet, I'm going to go over to you first. Um, okay. you know, when, when this first happened, and it was, your daughter has autism. Um, you know, what was, did you know what it was? Did you know what was ahead of you? Um, how did you take it? Uh, you know, what was that first reaction? Well, you know, the first reaction was, I didn't, I was in the dark. I didn't have a clue what autism was. I'd never heard of the word. This was like 20 years ago, so I was not sure what it was. However, beknownst to me, everything that Jenny had been showing me before she was diagnosed with this, she was showing me the signs and traits of autism. So when I found this out, it was just, okay, so what do we do from here? And I will say when I didn't know it was autism and I went to a general practitioner because I knew something was wrong. And I said, Jenny's changing here. What is going on? And I thought it was maybe her hearing, so I took her for a hearing test. But because the fits she'd have and change routine and sensitivity to all the five senses, we couldn't even start um, a hearing test. Um, This general practitioner had said to me, oh, it's just a terrible twos. He thought I was being very over-neurotic, overprotective, overbearing Mm -hmm. mother. And all I was trying to do was finding out what was wrong with with my little girl Um, so we did another hearing test however the same thing happened again 
So what I was trying to do was help my daughter because I felt for her and everything that she was doing and going through, and I, I knew this wasn't, you know, her fault. She couldn't help it. So I needed to get to the, the bottom of it. And thank God I became an assertive mom in finding out about autism because I needed to be there. I was her sounding board. I was her voice. I was her rock. So when I met the pediatrician and she told me that, oh, this is definitely autism, um, that's when I said, okay, what do we do from here? Um, I want to get the best help and the best support for Jenny I can. And that's when she said seeing a specialist in Vancouver because we lived in Vernon at the time. Um, so I was all excited thinking, okay, we're going to go right away and see this this specialist, but she told me there was a year and a half waiting period. So to my shock, uh, we got an appointment, but not for about a year and a half, and I said, no, 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 she needs help. All I could fathom in my brain is, I've got to be positive, I've got to look straight ahead, I've got to get the best for Jenny. So in the interim, um, she had introduced me, and I had gotten a hold of um, people, which I call the dream team. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when we went to the specialist appointment and going through two days of all these assessments for Jenny. And I remember the um, specialist pediatrician, um, we walked in the room after this two days. I think we were all pooped. Um, my mom was with me, and I remember this, this pediatrician looking at me and not even, you know, anything else, just straight into it. She's never going to talk. She's never going to be where her peers are. She's never going to get married. She's never going to work in a bank. And she went on and on, and I finally was tuning her out. And my mom kind of touched me because she knew it was bothering me. And when she was done, I was very nice. I said, thank you for your time. And I remember walking through that door. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I just remember saying that myself and to keep and to be positive. Um, it's, it's hard for any parent when you first find out. It's like being hit by a truck and mm -hmm. you don't know where to go, especially if you've never heard of it before. And I know some families go through the cracks because... They just listened to what the doctor said and said, well, this is the way it's going to be, so I guess this is the way it's going to be. But I always am in the frame of mind since I was little. Never say never. Um, be positive no matter what you're going through. Break down barriers and push through. And this is what I wanted to do for, for my daughter as her mom. Like I said, I, w I was her sounding board. But it is scary when you first find out, and especially when you don't know what it is, and then when you start finding out everything, I can see why parents, some parents can go to the, to the wayside. And it's, it's, very, um, it's very challenging. It's very confusing. But you have, to, you have to be positive. You have to look through that t dark tunnel and see a shining light. And in the long run, what a beautiful experience to go through. And Jenny and autism has taught, taught us both so much. As a family, as as the professionals, as a dream team, we've learned from Jenny and we've learned from autism. Well, I mean, Jenny's very lucky to have a parent like you that says, hey, you know, hey, that ain't going to happen. You know, um, as <laughs> yeah. you said, you know, many parents would be overwhelmed. And, and of course, you know, back in the day, it would be, well, you know, institutionalize your child. You know, they're damaged goods. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, just throw them away, you know, quite essentially. And so Jenny's very lucky to have a mum that says, no, we're going to roll up our sleeves and discover what we need to do. But you clearly listened to Jenny 
you know it's um, because autism is just another way of expressing another way of seeing life another understanding but as you said using all of those senses you know so much more sensitive in the way that they receive yeah. everything so obviously very overpowering for them to be able to communicate uh, in a way that you on maybe working only on one sense can understand so it's it is a communication of understanding that you really need to immerse yourself in a partnership with your child so that you can truly yes. understand yes that that for sure and also um, <laughs> I feel we all learnt uh, the true meaning of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. You hear the word unconditional love. When I looked up the definition of it for a speaking engagement, I did it. It talked about un- one one definition was that it's not thinking about yourself or thinking, oh, what am I going to get out of this? Um, that's not the thinking for unconditional love. It's being there for someone wholeheartedly for their needs and that's to me um that's that's a parent that's being a mom and a dad you brought this child into this this world you um give them the best that that you can give and and all your love and devotion and 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 care and hopefully <laughs> you can steer them the right way as a good role model um to live life the best they can and i fully believe in living life huge and big and trying out everything you possibly can and enjoy life. Um, there is a lot of, you know, yuckiness out there too, but there's also a beautiful life out there as, as well. And that's what I wanted to show and give both my children. Yes, it's what you choose to feed, isn't it? Yes. yes. So, Jenny, yes. do you know how lucky you are to have uh, been landed a mum like Janet? Yep, yep, very lucky. Uh, because there are many that, as your mum said, fall through the cracks and uh, or they're just too overwhelmed or maybe not equipped with the right tools or the right mindset uh, to, you know, to deal with certain types of autism. So, you know, obviously you were very young, Jenny. So for you, this has just, you know, always been and your mum's always been the way she has been. But um, you've reached such great triumphs in your life. And, uh, you know, this is because your mum you know, decided to believe in you and, and nurture what you what you are about as opposed to what trying to make you fit into what society wants. Um, this is all you've ever known, Jenny. So it's, it's your way of life, but you've become that kind of beacon of light and education for other people. Uh, do you know that uh, or is this just you? Uh, I, I guess so. I don't know, I just see myself as me with someone who just has autism. So it's just like a description, but no big deal? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for you, you've never kind of looked upon it as being a barrier? You know, it just means there's some things you're comfortable with doing and other things you're not comfortable with doing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And how have you found it with friends and things? You know, I mean... You know, kids can be absolutely wonderful and and see no difference in people, and also they can get very nasty and judgmental. You know, have you come across that with people who don't understand? Oh yeah, definitely big time. So, so you, yeah, it was definitely hard in uh, high school and elementary because because I, I was definitely different because I was different and not like them. Like definitely got picked on a lot, but. 
through the years, I have managed to make some good friends who understand and accept me for who I am and the way I am. So. And, you know, the fact that you didn't take it seriously, you know, it's their ignorance. Um, yeah. You know, and they have to own that action. But that <laughs> isn't a reflection on you. That is a reflection on them. So good for you not, you know, taking it seriously. Although I imagine there are some times, you know, that it got a little tough. Yeah, yeah. Now your um your animation has that always been with you? Is that is that a way that you love to communicate? Uh, yeah, I've always loved to draw and write and make characters and stories. It, it, it's just what I love to do. And do you feel that through that you're truly expressing who you are? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, you know, there are people that go through life trying to find that avenue of being able to express who they truly are. And you're very lucky to have found it so young. Because for many people, it's, um, they conform to life's expectations. They go and do that, that job, you know, get the house, the picket fence, the 2.5 children. And then they suddenly realize they haven't done anything they love to do. They've done everything that's been expected of them. So you're very lucky to... Um, be doing what you love to do and uh, letting your inner voice come out and um, that's because of you mum I mean did you see this animation as a way of of her communicating with you well <laughs> that's a good question because um, ever since she was young uh, Jenny always liked to draw make pictures and and she always loved watching animated movies. We would watch the same movie over and over <laughs> and over again. We literally could act them out. Like Thumbelina mm -hmm. and Fox and the Hound is ones that I remember the, the most. But And as she got older, the drawing came more. She'd be writing stories. I mean, her room with shelves were just you know, filled with books that she'd written stories about or, or, or drawing pictures about. And, and she'd make her own flip pages. They were mm. so cool. I really thought her hands were going to fall off because she... <laughs> Right back then, she was ambidextrous, right? So she could do left and right. Wow, But wow, I saw that, and I went, <laughs> yeah, I went, wow, this, this girl really loves this. And her drawing was good, even at a young age. And, and then I remember in grade 10, she started talking, as the years went by, she started talking more and more about how cool animation was. And she loved watching um, the shows that came on that, that showed how they made the films and the flip pages and the hand drawings and then as it went along with the computer and that as well. And I surprised her because I made an appointment at um, Raymaker Anim Animation Studios in Vancouver and we drove up there from, from Vernon and uh, sh I just remember uh, Justin was the human resource person at the time and he was taking her, doing the tour all around and I remember Jenny just standing in the hallway at one point going, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here. I just want to. <laughs> and he looked at her, and he looked at me, and I remember him saying that, like, you know, he could see that, and he said, you know, when Jenny's just before she's finished school, you should really get her enrolled in an animation school. And I remember when we were coming home, she says, "Oh, Mama, I won't get into an animation school. I don't even know if I'm going to pass grade 12." And I remember stopping the car and looking at her, go, "Jenny, I believe in you. I'm confident in you. I trust you. Just please trust in me." And I remember going home, and sure as I got home, I was phoning Vancouver Film School um, about the animation courses there. Made an appointment with Scott, who was a great guy. And back into Vancouver we went and had a great um, 
discussion with him, and he was very intrigued with Jenny and, and really liked her, and, and he said, you know, just before grade 12 ends or just the end of grade 11, he says, I'll, if you still want to do this, well, we'd love you to, just I'll send you all the information for it and um, how to enroll for it, like all the, you know, what you had to fill out to see if you could be accepted. Um, so I give Jenny kudos uh, a lot to this because not only was she entering her last year of graduation year for high school, but what you needed to send in to see if you could, you know, the application to get into Vancouver Film School, it was unreal. Mm-hmm. So I think of all the work she had to do for that, then all the work for grade grade 12, um, I gave her, you know, a lot of credit because it was a lot of work. But you know what? Jenny's worth ethic, um, her teachers used to say, They'd never seen a worse ethic like Jenny. She would chip things off no matter when the going gets tough. She'd chip it off. One of her teachers said she's a role model not only to the students, he said, but to me. Um, So it was her hard work. She pushed through every barrier. And the bullying was tough. Uh, And there was many a day she'd come to the van crying. Um, Some incidents were very severe. I was, you know, the rock of the mom and and the the mama bear protecting her cub, and I was in that school quicker than you could say quick. (laughs) Um, But, you know, uh, there's another reason I give her credit. You know, to know what she had to go through each day in school, you know, number one with the academics, you know, she had to work harder than anybody else because of her scenario, but she did it, and she knew why. She knew what she wanted, full, full speed ahead, and then to have to know that you're going to have, you know, peers um, teasing you, bullying you every day, um, got to be, you know, that's that's hard for a person. Um, so I give her credit for going through all that. And, and then, you know, the day that we found out she was accepted, I mean, I told her, <laughs> I said, see, I said, you believe in yourself, you're confident in yourself, you be positive in yourself, I said, because I sure am in you. I said, you're learning that inspiration in in me. And it's a funny story, the day that she told me, you know, Mom, when you find out, when we get this letter, find out if I've gotten in or not. She says, I, you open it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to open it. So I said, oh, okay. So the day it came, um, she was at school. So I said, okay, open this and see if she got in. So I opened it, and she was accepted, and I started screaming. The poor neighbors must have thought something <laughs> happened to me in the in the house and the next thing you know I'm running to the store I get her this huge helium blue with congrats on it with her blue balloons which is her favorite color all around it and I got her congratulations card and and I had the you know the um, acceptance papers in my hand I run I, I drive off to the school go to the reception area and go can you go accepted to Vancouver Film Super Animation is it okay if I go into her class and just tell her just to quick in and out and they knew me and they knew Jenny said they were so happy for it they said yeah you go for it Janet so off I'm going to do her class and it was her video class and it's all dark in there I went oh great <laughs> so I knock on the door nobody answers I knock again and someone says come in and I go in and it's kind of dark and everybody all the students and teachers looking at me who is this woman <laughs> and I went hi I'm Jenny's mom I just have something to tell her could I just um, talk to her for just one second. The teacher goes, yeah, okay. And once you know it, she's right at the front of the classroom. <laughs> so I went, okay, here goes Janet. So I go up there and I go, Jenny, you got accepted. You in Vancouver Film School Animation. And Jenny's kind of looking at me as if, what? And then her <laughs> friend behind her goes, Jenny, you've got accepted animation school. I'm going, I'm so happy for you. Thank you for letting me tell her, here's your balloon. I'll take it with me. We're going out for a congrats supper afterwards. And I went running out there, and Jenny said to me afterwards, 
it was just like a flash in, a flash out, and she just looked, and everybody goes, uh, what happened? Did I get into animation school? So, you know, we laugh about it today that, you know, Jenny goes, that's my mom. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, the excitement's there and, and you know, and, and all that she she went through. I mean, I just, um, she richly deserved, she richly deserved the, the best. So um, when she, and she graduated and, and it was so nice. And, and then off she, we sold the house didn't blink an eye on that and uh came to vancouver with her we didn't know anybody here and uh the rest is history she passed 2d 3d animation so so when did the books come about both of you have written a book um you've written a book um you know called the autistic author and animator so it's your story uh, about yes. raising jenny and yeah, then you've written yeah. a book um uh, just noma um, you know, which is kind of more of an adventure story, which is going to be a trilogy. So when was yes. it, okay, we need to write a book? Well, you know, the thing was, back when Jenny was in high school and she was in um, Liz Wahlberg's um, uh, uh, writing classes, so kudos to Liz Wahlberg, um, she said to Jenny, you have got to get this book published, because she was writing the story, and she was also doing it at school in her writing classes, and her fellow students didn't even want to listen to their own stories because they'd read so much per day because they wanted to hear what was going on next with, with Jenny. Mm -hmm. And she said to me in a, a parent-teacher interview, she says, you've got to get your daughter's book published. This has got to be published. So when we were finished, when she was finished high school, um, we had come here to Vancouver for her animation, and an actor friend of mine had told me about this event that was going on about a publishing company looking for writers and people wanted to, you know, publish their books. So we went, and I spoke to the owner, and at that time they weren't doing fantasy fictions, because Jenny's book is young adult fantasy fiction, however, every age group is really liking it. It's like one of those Harry Potter type yes, sort of yes, things, yeah. with her uniqueness. But she said, um, and I, had, I spoke to her, I said, you know, I've always wanted to write a story about Jenny's life with autism, and she goes, Jenny has autism? And I said, yes. Yeah. She says, we have been trying to find someone to write a book about autism and they say they're going to but then they never come through with it right. and I said well I would really like to um, I said I've got so much in my head and you know things that I've you know kind of journal on paper I'd really like to to write this book so that's where it all started and what happened was um, we had to get back to them because Jenny still had another year for her 3D animation so they said they'd get a hold of us and sure enough they did when she was done and we went to them and uh, did a workshop with them, and they said, we would love to do your story about Jenny with autism, and we'd also love to do, because th then they could do fantasy fiction. They sort of spread out to, to other genres of books. Mm -hmm. So that's when that happened. When Jenny finished um, animation school, um, we both went and um, did these books. I had a bit of a glitch in mine, because um, in the midst of doing mine, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, so I had to, you know, take a little bit of time off with that, and then I got back into it because we wanted to do our books together um, when they came out, and the same with our book signings and all that. So that's how the that's how the books came about. And who are you with with the publisher? Because I think I know. The uh, Influence Publishing. Yes, yes, Julie, uh, Julie. You're right. Yes. Yes, I've done a workshop with her as well, and she, you know, she's a, a, a total book lover and book supporter, so a good person to be with. So, um, 
And, uh, you know, the, your, your cancer, I mean, we talk about cancer being environmental, you know, when you're looking at the pesticides and chemicals and things like this, but we also know it's very much of an emotional disease. And really, when you think about it, everything that you've kind of gone through had to, somewhere along the line, spend itself. And so it kind of chose your cancer as a way of, like, well, now it's time for you. Yes. And, and you know, it's it's so true because I I am the type of person, I think a lot of mums' wives are, um, I'm kind of the type of person that everybody first, me last. And I'm also a go-go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. a very, I'm a person who likes to go and do everything. And we did have a lot, you know, going on, even with the move. We've been in the home for 17 years. Um, my husband was working up north, so I was doing you know, everything per se that way. Um, also, all the papers that had to be filled after Jenny turned 19 for social services because hers is, is, is a permanent disability. Gosh, the papers, everything you had to fill out for that, mm -hmm. and then for the schooling, and then for, you know, just everything, both financially, physically, mentally, there was a lot. Um, so I think for me, because it doesn't, breast cancer doesn't run in our family, I'm the first. Right. <laughs> so I think... As much as I always call it a good stress, it was still a stress. Yes. And it was a lot on my plate for one person. Um, but you know what? It did learn me things, um, uh, you know, a lot because your diet when you're so busy all the time yes, yes. goes off. Um, your sleep is not what it should be. So you have to, you're right, you, you turn around and look and go, hmm. Although sometimes my sister says to me, ah, I've been looking at your Facebook, Janet, uh, what else do you want to try putting in there? <laughs> well, you know, there, there is a great art to uh, being still and doing nothing, and you should try it sometime. Right? <laughs> no, I try, and then I'm jumping up wanting to do something else. <laughs> but yes, I have to learn that art, Sarah. Yes, yes, um, and and you know that you know Jenny now has obviously proved herself very much as a person that you know can handle her own life. And, yes. you know, I mean, you've graduated now, you're doing, you're working on your second book, Jenny, out of this trilogy, um, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you obviously, you know, you're working on a little um, uh, super channel uh, film um, as well. So you've really, you know, you've got a little bit of your mum's go-go, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just where do you want to take this? What's your dream for your book or what's your dream for your animation? Uh, well, for my book, I hope to, you know, do the trilogies, finish the second and third one when I can, and hopefully maybe one day to make some kind of a t 2D movie out of it in the future. And then as for my animation career, I'm hoping to sometime get into one of the smaller studios and then go from the top and go to the bigger ones like uh, Disney or DreamWorks one day. So that's your kind of style, like a DreamWorks or Disney type animation. That's what you love. Do you like characters or, you know, like animal characters or people characters? Ooh, good question. Uh, well, I do, as much as I do like doing animation with animals, human characters would be the most easier when compared to animation. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, animals, as we can see through all these movies that we see, are, are just something that everybody resonates with. You know, yeah. and I think that we actually see our humanity uh, or lack of humanity through animated animals. And yeah. I think we learn a great deal about ourselves. So if animals are your thing, then that's great. 
because you can teach us a lot. Do you find that you, you know, your autism comes out in your work? You know, your different way of looking at life? Uh, yeah, I would think so, with certain things, yes. And, you know, I mean, this is all you've ever known, is autism. What are your challenges that you, you know, the frustrations that you get, you know, with it? I mean, you've obviously done very well with it and exceeded very well, but, you know, everybody has that something that kind of, you know, this is one part I wish I didn't have. Do you have that? Oh, yeah, certain things. Uh, I have a lot of trouble with socializing sometimes. I, yeah, I struggle with that with having conversations and trying to keep up with them sometimes. Uh, and sometimes with uh, math, sometimes I have a bit of a trouble. I'm not too bad with math. Like, I can do, like, money wise and all that, but sometimes I can struggle. You know, honey, you've just described, you know, probably over 50% of the Earth's population. Um, you know, and I don't talk math with me. I, I'm <laughs> terrible at it. And, you know, and as, as to communication, you know, and interaction, you know, this is, you know, one of the biggest problems we're actually having in the world right now, where people are losing the art of interacting. And I think it's because people aren't choosing to listen and to truly hear. Instead, they're assuming or presuming something. And, uh, you know, it's um, don't look upon those as being autistic obstacles. Those are human obstacles that you've got right there. Um, and, you know, spend time with people that are truly willing to hear you and spend time with you um, because those are the people that count in life. Um, yeah. And we've learned that one, haven't we, Janet? Yes, I was going to say, you, you really have hit the nail on the head in, in, in so many avenues um, there. I, I remember um, some of her animation buddies um, who have become her buddies in, in the two years she was you know, in the animation classes who said they just remember Jenny as the cute, quiet one in the corner. <laughs> but, you know, I see her now when she's out with her friends and I see her, you know, communicating and, and talking and, and having fun and she does love going out with her with her friends and, and, and doing stuff with them. And that was from day one, right. <laughs> you know, since she was a little girl, the biggest thing that I wanted for Jenny. When I go through a lot of the papers and that, when I was doing the book, I mean, I always said, the academics will come. We can, you know, work on, on, on all that. I said, but to me, the number one is socialization for my daughter. I said it is very key for her as she gets older and growing up and I says we really this is the number one thing we really need to work on because I know the academics would come I felt that in my heart but I was always concerned about the social socialization but you know to see her now and even though she finds it hard sometimes when we do speaking engagements or interviews yes. she gets very very nervous but you know I'm I'm by her side and I and uh, I, I tell her you are doing so well I mean the last engagement we did she even had lived a bit and I went what was that <laughs> <laughs> smiling at me because I just it, it's just nice to it's not her favorite thing to do but she understands what it's for because we do want to shine this positive message about autism yeah. and shed the box stigma that's that's still with it and show that these people are such wonderful fun talented caring individuals and they're such a huge blessing and asset to our to our society to our workforce but you know what it's also not only the autistic community they give inspiration to but each and every one of us i mean i have people who've read 
my book and Jenny's story, and then they read her novel and go, wow, oh, my God. If Jenny can do this with everything she's gone through, what what's stopping us? And the new phrase is, we want to do a Jenny. Yes. <laughs> so, you yes. know, it, 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 brings, it brings that to the fore, fore too. And, and that was our, and I remember Jenny, when I asked her, is it, is it okay if I bring your story out to the public? Because, I mean, it was exposing her life naked. And, and she, at first she was scared and she wasn't quite sure she, she wanted. But then she said, you know, Mom, if it can help one person, one family, she said, then we've done our job. So I give credit to Jenny for for that, too, and allowing me to, you know, put her story out there. Because, you know, not everybody wants their life right out and, uh, you know, exposed no, it, like it that. It takes courage, and then it's the kind of courage I really do celebrate. But, you know, it's you're talking to autism and, and uh, you know, the extreme challenges that I have there. But, you know, we have people with OCD. We have, pe- we, you know, people with yeah. ADD. Um, you, you know, I'm, I have a few challenges of my own that growing up I was just classified as the stupid one um, because <laughs> completely and utterly non-academic and did not fit into conformity in any way. And... I, obviously, I, t- I spoke very spiritually, so of course it was way beyond most people's comprehension anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's an awful lot of people out there that, whether it be autism or something else, um, have a challenge to communicate uh, and relate to the mainstream. And I think what we're seeing today is so many people that, you know, autism, we're seeing so many more with autism now. Maybe it's because we've become to understand it and diagnose it, or maybe these are the gifted children to teach us that exactly. interaction isn't limited as we had done. We had boxed communication, we had boxed expectation, we had boxed what, uh, what people cookie, cookie cut should look like. Yeah. And you know, along comes beautiful autistic children with such gifts. And, or um, I have a partner who has OCD, he calls it OCP, Obsessive uh, Compulsive Phenomenon. Because mm-hmm. it, that uh-huh. gift has allowed him to become you know, uh, um, a creator of development of programs and tools and innovations and technologies and see business in a different way than us. They're it's gifts that they're given. Yes, and you know, it's funny, Jenny, we did a podcast a couple of months ago, and one of the questions uh, Talia asked uh, Jenny was, if you could get rid of your, your autism, um, you know, would you? And and Jenny kind of thought for a minute. She said, I remember her saying, you know, maybe when I was younger I might have. But she says, no, now she says I, 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 I wouldn't want it because I wouldn't be the person or individual who I am. And she says I wouldn't have that imagination, that work ethic, and, and the way I am with other people because she's a very kind and loving, giving person. If you want a honest and good friend... Yeah. Jenny's the one. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. they are very honest people. Um, uh, you know, because but she's they very just haven't bought into the bullshit. <laughs> Quite honestly, yeah. the society <laughs> is imposed upon everybody, and you know, yeah, you just, it's it's a, just you know a, a beautiful simplicity of living within one's gifted realm, and that's divine. It truly yeah. is. And I, yeah, and I realize there's different levels of autism. I realize that, and, and I always have to say this because I did not write this book to tell people what to do. I wrote this book to be just one eye-opener and one enlightenment on the journey in life of an autistic family. And just what we did in our lives with having autism um, in it. And that's 
you know what what the 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 book is is all about. It wasn't trying to tell people what to do, but it just related what we did with with our lives. Um, yeah, I mean there are workshop. different degrees of autism. I know somebody yeah. who has um, what's the I'm, I always get this is wrong. Um, a different form of of autism, Ashka. Well, people was. say Asperger's. Yes, yeah, Asperger's. So yeah, yeah, and she has yeah. one daughter with Asperger's, and she has another daughter with severe autism, but has the autism, the OCD, the almost the Tourette syndrome, has everything in one. And uh, she's one of those um, uh, people that has the TV, has the video, has the sound, has everything all at once. You know that all at once. Yeah. And uh, she has to be monitored because she, you yeah. know, it's um, she's constant. Um, yeah. But her, you know, her daughter with the with the Aspergers is exceedingly bright, but she has a bit of a tick, and her mum's always worried. Yeah. Is anything wrong? And you know, I'm a reader, and I read for her one day, and I said, you know, really, what sh- what she's trying to tell you is that every time that she has a twick or, or you know the face just does that, doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It's just what it is it's like i'm yeah. okay mom if i need any help i'll let you know <laughs> so, so yeah you know? <laughs> right yeah and you see with jenny um her diagnosis at three was extremely low functioning um mm. she was not talking she'd push and grunt she was very routine boy you took anything out of routine the fit was on it was yeah. hit bite scratch yourself i had to how many times i put her into a lukish warm coolish bath to calm calm her down and you know it was hard work for for us all, but you know what? It was um, a blessing, you know, the hard work we put in and early intervention. And to see people who knew Jenny back then and they see her now, they said, this is a miracle. I can't even believe it's the same person because she, a lot of it is, is gone. I mean, there's still some there, but a lot has, has gone. And the thing is with, with this, it's, you know, um, I had actually talked with a, a group, the um, Options Institute in in the States, Massachusetts, and this family, Bernard and Smerha Kaufman, had done a movie, which is where I got to know them, and it was called Sunrise Miracle Continues, because their son, Ron, was diagnosed with autism and at two and a half or three, and they were told to put him in the mental institution, because right. you had mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. and they said, no, we're not doing that. So they worked with him. So everything they were doing with him, and Ron is now, gosh, I think he's late 30s, early 40s. He doesn't even remember being autistic. He's doing anything and everything, and he even helps them out at their Options Institute. So there are cases with early intervention, and I... They gave me, because I couldn't afford, I was a single parent at the time, I couldn't afford to go to the States and to their institute. So we, um, they sent me tapes and, and, uh, um, folders and, 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 and just all different things. And so I branched that out from home to the daycare, to the speech therapist, to the play therapist, to the psychologist, to psychiatrist, I mean, to everyone. And we all worked together as a unit, and that really did help, like the parallel play, the therapy, uh, like um, it brought Jenny out of that world because she was just in that world and didn't want anyone with it, didn't want to share toys, didn't want to be with anybody, didn't want to talk with anybody. And to see this young girl slowly come out of it and then <laughs> expand as she did was it was phenomenal it was just really phenomenal so this is a case where this child was very low functioning um, and has now gone past the point of high functioning and I always say to people never give up no. just keep on trucking 
Um, I know it doesn't look like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but there can be a rainbow. There can be a pot of gold. These young kids deserve a rich, fulfilled life like anybody else. And, you know, um, when you choose, first and foremost, uh, to do in love, uh, you know, and with love, um, yeah. to look for those avenues, those, those ways, those tools of doing things. And you invite, you know, the, the community around you that are going to help you to be on the same team. Um, yeah. You know, that's when it's, you're not meant to do it alone, although you've done most nope. of it alone, but you're not meant to do it alone. You're meant to yeah. invite other people into it because then they learn from it. They then can help somebody else. You know, it is that constant yeah. uh, growth and expansion there. And, you know, we've got into being a society, a human society of throwing people away because they have so-called a flaw. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we see it so much today. Um, you know, the stigma of something, the label of something, the assumption that you're broken. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't look upon it as being broken. I think we're all given a particular challenge to see how we can rise above it, to see how we can find other ways and use other parts of our brain and our mind and our soul and our spirit to come through it and be what we're meant to be. And I think it's just part of that journey is that passage. Jenny wouldn't be so accomplished today without a your love for her your mm-hmm. belief that she can be more that invitation of inviting other people to be a part of the equation and just to simply know that where she is now doesn't mean where she has to stay and that you're right. willing to take the discovery her discovery of what she is here for because we are all here for something well that and that is so that's so true Sarah that's very nicely said because I remember um you know, now in speaking engagements and when we talk to people um, and in a book events, you know, some say, but we, some say their children went through the cracks because nobody would listen to them. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep pushing. I mean, I was, maybe I was fortunate, but the person that I am, I was never assertive. But like I said, autism, going through this has made me assertive, not aggressive. I was assertive. I was on a mission. And I remember I was welcomed by the daycare by the speech and language therapist, by the psychiatrist, by the school. I was welcomed with open arms. They wanted to hear. They wanted my input. And I was always there at meetings. I was included so that we all were on the same page, the goals and what the next goals were. I mean, I even had a teacher from Vernon um, at a school there who phoned me and said, Janet, this is my name's Lynn, I'm, I'm the principal at Mission School, and she says, I just read your book, and then I just read Jenny's. She said, I am so blown away, you've opened up my eyes, I have a whole different outlook on autism and families with autism. She said, I want to get a book for each of my teachers, because I think a parent's viewpoint is a positive learning tool in helping teachers understand their autistic students. I want Jenny's novel <laughs> because of what she's all gone through and where she is now. And she says, plus, it's such an exciting read. She says, the imagination and her character scenarios, her landscape, she says, these surprising twists and turns and events. She says, I couldn't even put it down. Right. So we went personally and met her, which she was really appreciative of. And we had a little talk and we gave her her, her books. And I think that's 
that's where you have to have the inclusion with, with, with everyone. And that's why I call them my dream team, because we are all still family now. We still get together. We talk to them when we're in Vernon. I mean, uh, we even stayed at the daycare place when we did our book signings there. And, and uh, th- there has to be that inclusion of everyone, because I'll tell you something. At first, when my pediatrician told me that Jenny had autism, she says, and you, my dear, she says, after spending just 15 minutes with Jenny, she says, you need respite care. And I yeah. kind of looked at her and I go, respite care? What is it? And why do I need it? I says, I'm the only one who can take care of Jenny. I know Jenny inside and out. But after a while, I realized that I needed respite care because a parent themselves has to be mentally and physically fit you know, to take care of their their children. Otherwise, you're going to burn burn out. And I felt for respite, not only was it good for me um, to have that break, to be with a friend and go for a coffee, to go get groceries without the screaming fits because you didn't go down the same aisle the same way. Right. A parent does need a break. But most of all, it gave Jenny the the opportunity to be with another person, another family, to learn how to socialize, to learn how to be with other other people because she didn't like to do that. But we did it very slowly. But these two women and their families are, are like our second families and they love Jenny as if she was her own. And I feel that that gave her an opportunity to learn how to socialize and be in another environment. You know, no, Jenny, so you know, the you inclusion say that of everybody exactly um, is was, was, was the best thing, best thing possible. And I really love the fact that they included me. So, uh, you know, Jenny, yeah. you say that your, you know, socialization is still a little bit of a challenge. And, and you know, I, trust me, it is for many of us. And, you know, two or three good friends and, and a few acquaintances is really all you really need in life. Um, but what do you do in your socialization to kind of go out there and maybe challenge yourself or what is it that you love to do when you're not doing animation, not writing books? What do you like to do to get out there and play? Jenny? Do I still have Jenny on the line? Yeah. What do you do, Jenny, to oh. go out and have play? Oh, sorry. No. Uh, I, I usually, because uh, I enjoy anime, me and my friends go out to movies sometimes to watch movies, and then after we talk about it and what we like or don't like about it, um, sometimes uh, we have hangouts at p- people's places. Uh, we go to dinners, have lunches and breakfasts together. Uh, sometimes do outside activities, you know, anything you know we can do to all get together and hang out. Do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no. No? Are you interested? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm okay being single right now. I'm in no rush. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It can come later. It's got to be right. And uh, you're really in a career mode right now, aren't you? What? Oh, well, Sorry? I said, said you're, you're in, in a, a career, career mode right, mode right oh, now. Oh, yes, yes. So you're writing... Yeah, you always says... Yes. I was just going to say, Jenny always said to me, she has no time for guys right now. She says, right now she's she's concentrating on her book and her animation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that if the, you know, if, if that's, if it's good to do that. You know, the guys can come later, 
Uh, you know, but you've got a dream. <laughs> you know, you've got a dream right now, right? You've got something you want to do. So you want these three books to be out there. You want to make this movie, and that's what you're focused in on. And so, uh, you know, getting out and socializing with your friends is really important um, because it's very easy, not only in your artistic world but also as an animator and a designer to kind of get caught in the zone and just focusing on what you're doing and switching the world off. So it's good mm -hmm. that you're getting out there and kind of doing things because not only does it give you tools and informations to write in your book, but it's healthy for you to get out and about. Um, and that goes for everybody. You know, everybody needs to do that. Um, because as you said, Janet, going out for a coffee and having that respite, well, you know, you, you, had the burden of being you know double parent and um and going through the extreme but everybody needs that break and if we don't take it this is when things like cancer comes thumbs knocking at your door and saying well, well if you're not paying any attention i'm going to do something to make sure you are going to pay attention yeah and that that is so true because i was i was a dental assistant hygienist back then and i did that job for 27 years and i loved it but it's a very demanding and stressful job i mean i remember most of my noon hours running, eating my sandwiches, I went to the bathroom and came back again. And it wasn't just your straight eight-hour day you had to set up before. You'd usually work through your noon hours. You'd have to, you know, do everything after. And then plus being a single mom. And it wasn't only my daughter. I had a teenage son. So, right. you know, I was wanting to give them both the best, best worlds. But, you know, you're working full-time and you've got your two children. And I will say I am very proud and very happy um, for my children, I hit, I hit gold because yes. they are the most, not because they're my kids, but they're the most nicest, genuine, fun, great kids who have never caused me any, you know. Well, you wrote it with love uh, and you gave respect yeah. and you, you believed in them. I mean, that you know, we're custodians of our children. We don't own them. They're not our property. Yeah. You know, exactly. we're here to... to uh, fuel them and seed them and water them and nurture them so they can be the best they can be and exactly. with all that kind of love and belief in them you know that is what helps them grow uh, is your son younger or older than jenny no um jenny uh jenny is younger than him actually there's 13 years because i've been married twice there's 13 years um between them so and he um, moved up. He moved to Australia nine years ago. He met an Aussie. Oh, and yeah. they're expecting their first child in September, so we're very excited. Oh, and have you been yet? No, he's always coming here, so we, we've got to get over there. Yes, <laughs> We've exactly. got to get over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter lived there for, for 18 months and would go back tomorrow. She loved um, Australia. Um, but yeah. sad for you, being so far away. But yes. No, I always say thank God for Skype. It's yes, exactly. Safe, but exactly. There. At least keep the communication open there. But not quite the same. But, uh, no. um, but you know, I mean... And he was a very loving brother to right, Jenny. Sorry, but yeah, he was a very loving, um, kind, he... Boy, you, you, you do anything to Jenny or you even try. Chris was right, right there. And it brings me to a story, and I did write it in my book, um about a time where, you know, Jenny was younger and, and it, the problems with lights and sounds and sensitivity and, and not wanting to be around with the public and, you know, going places. But I said she had to learn she, it, and, and other people had to accept it because many a time when we were out, she was having one of her fits or acting up, 
I would have people look at me, and I remember even this older couple coming up to me and saying, your daughter is very bad and you're not a good mom. <laughs> and I had to hold myself back, and I'd always say, she has autism. She doesn't mean to be like this. She can't help it. I am a good mom. And I finally stopped because I thought, you know, you know what it's all about, Janet. But I remember going to this restaurant because we hadn't been to a restaurant or out to eat for a while, and I said, Chris, we're going to a restaurant. We're going to work this out. And Chris goes, okay, Mom. So we go to this restaurant. Sure enough, Jenny starts having her, you know, her fit and that, and she goes underneath the table, and we just gotten our, our, our meals. And um, I remember Chris was saying to me, Mom, I want you to eat your meal. I'll be just, I'll take care of Jenny. And this young teenage boy goes underneath the table because we had brought her toys and coloring something just to keep her calm. And he starts being, you know, he's her brother. And he's giving her the love and the care and making her feel safe, making her, letting her know she's okay. And it slowly, you know, he got her, you know, calmed down and he brought her up the table and he held her and um, helped her eat and, you know, was eating with her. And compared to the nannering that was going on when she first started doing this and looks we're getting, there was a silent hush in that mm. restaurant because they saw the love of a brother yes. for his sister. And he said, Mom, I've got to do this without breaking down. He says, Mom, they're just mean, but also they don't understand. Right. So I just looked at him and I went, geez, here's this young, young teenage boy, you know, looking after his sister, taking, making sure I'm okay, mm-hmm. but also showing the people around us, hey, it put them back, you know, to, yes. to see this boy. So well, I mean, this, this is, as, as a humanity, we really have to understand, you know, um, uh, you know we, we cannot um, allow that judgment or that assumption, you know, I love the four agreements, you know, speak your word with integrity, yeah. uh, don't assume, ask, you don't know what the person's story is, uh, you know, simply do your best measured by yourself, and... Um, Oh gosh, there was another one, and I've completely forgotten it right now. But <laughs> you know, the, you know, the assumption one is is huge because um, everybody wants to jump to a conclusion, and yeah. it's like, well, you have no idea what's going on there. Perhaps you could right. come across and say, "Can I help?" Yeah. You know, before uh, um, you g- jump into you know bad parent or or you shouldn't be out or this or that. How about can I help? And, uh, yeah. you know, that's really what it's about. And it's like when you listen to the show today, folks, if you know somebody who um, has autism, in, in never mind whether people have autism or not. I think the more the general public knows about it, the more we yeah. educate ourselves on, on these challenges that are out there. And they're not diseases. They're not disorders. They're not, dis- you know, the dysfunctions that they are challenges. A different way of living, a different form of challenge, a different way of seeing life. Look at what Jenny's accomplished. Accomplished a great deal more than supposedly normal children would have. Well, and it is true. And, you know, when you say this, I can't help but just read this little. It's very short and sweet, but it's something in my book that Lisa Balcom, she was Jenny's case manager from going over from elementary to high school. And her and I both didn't like labels, but for me... To get help for Jenny, she and the needed support we desperately needed, there had to be a label. And she told me that Jenny came with a label, and though she agreed that Jenny didn't talk much, she maintained that Jenny listened very well. Lisa said when Jenny spoke, she spoke with purpose and wisdom, choosing her words carefully. She also said that Jenny took a different path, 
not the one expected, she would choose her path carefully, always keeping her final destination in mind. And even when the path appeared to be too steep or treacherous, Jenny forged on. And one perspective that Lisa shared about Jenny, and one that is my favorite, was that she thought the label should have said, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Lisa added that she was very thankful to have known Jenny, and that Jenny reminds her every day that, and then she puts this in parentheses, a story is not written until the author writes it. And Jenny is a great writer. And that's always stuck with me mm-hmm. in my, my heart, um, what she said. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and again, Jenny's has been recognized, you know, not for the autistic child, you know, with problems, but the gifted child with illumination. And, uh, yeah. you know, this is, uh, you know, Jenny, you know, kudos to you, my darling. You know, uh, you've gone and done things that many kids have not yet found the courage to do. Many adults have not yet found the courage to do. And, you know, you're an author, you're an animator, you've got a, you've got a vision, you've got a, com- a commitment, a conviction here. And so many people don't have that focus, don't have their dreams, don't know how to embrace their passion um, because they live their life by this society's expectation. One of the gifts that were given to you through autism is that you are just focused in on what you do want and you don't buy into what society dictates for you to be. And that mm-hmm. is a gift in itself. So, you know, keep on writing, keep on sharing. I want to see that movie out there with DreamWorks. <laughs> and, um, you know, and you're a person that there aren't any boundaries. There is nothing stopping you. And you'll just keep on keeping on because that's what you do and that's who you are. So you're a great example to everyone out there. Don't let things get in your way. If it means something to you, if you believe in it, if this is who you are, do it. Just do it. So you're a wonderful example. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Yeah, Jenny always says, um, she always says this at at the end of our talks, that don't let... Um, don't listen if people say to you you can't do things because you can. She says don't don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop your way. You know. Yeah. I always yeah. say Jenny trekked through the trenches. She's climbed this the slippery mountain slope. She's reached the peak, but she's also jumped on top of the clouds and is flying above them. Right. Um, and it's because of that love and passion. Um, that is her passion: animation mm-hmm. and 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 writing. Um, it's, it all, it's her expression it. too. I mean, you know, it's Jenny's yeah. story. That's, you know, the name that she goes by, Jenny's story. And that is Jen- <laughs> And Jenny's story is her passion. It is her conviction. Yeah. It, is, it is who she is. And you're bringing people into your world and taking people down this beautiful journey. And uh, that's who you really are. That's where you're really showing yourself. And yeah. believe me, I, I interview people who are 50, 60, 70 that have just discovered that about themselves. You've been given this gift that's put you on this path that's had you be honest and true to who you are and that then in turn becomes a gift to us yeah Yeah, that's that's couldn't couldn't have put it better myself that's exactly um that's exactly what it is and i i feel that each and every one of us um do that within ourselves um life this life on earth is is meant to live it as as fully as you can, and I know even when at a late 
age I got back into acting, I, I remember when my sister's going, well, you're kind of old and you're, you know, and I said, yeah, but I had the opportunity to do it. And I have to thank my son for that. I remember Chris saying to me, Mom, you're doing so much for Jenny and I, but I don't see you doing anything for yourself. Mm-hmm. He says, I know you used to act when you were young. He said, and you loved it. He said, there's an audition for a play called Harvey at the community theater. Please go audition. I kind of looked at him and said, Chris, I, I was like 19 last time I acted. I said, I'm 41. I, I'm not going in there embarrassing myself. And he goes, no, Mom, go audition. So I went. And I auditioned, and I got the role of Marital May, which was a great part. And I've never looked back. Exactly. So kudos to Christopher, because I thought, oh, boy. But I knew, too, I had two kids to raise. I was a single parent. But there again, you have to think of yourself, too. You know, you, you have a life to, to live as, as well. Well, you know, uh, you, you, ra- you learned running on empty, you know, the plug's going to get pulled on you, and you got cancer. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's very, very important that you replenish yourself, you oxygenate yourself, that you become abundant within yourself because now you have more to give. But you yeah. can't sacrifice yourself because who are you serving then? Absolutely nobody. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, I, I can't ever see Jenny taking that path because Jenny is just on a beautiful, you could feel her energy. And she's just on a very <laughs> steady, energetic climb that you know doesn't have high peaks or lows just is very very calm she knows what she wants she knows where she's going she's willing to take the journey and explore yeah. and see where it goes and that again as i said is a gift because again what we do as adults that have gone through the system is that we second guess everything she's in her knowingness in a yeah. beautiful divine knowingness if we stepped into that you know, we would be a lot calmer and more focused into what we're here for as opposed to what the expectation is on us. So she's a wonderful example of how to live life, truly. Yes, yes that truly is. It's, it's a, she's, I always say she's living proof. Yes. <laughs> and that she's in her way, although she's very humble about this, but I say you're a role model. You're a role model not only for, for, for young adults your own age, but you're really a role model for us all, like I say, and and inspiring and, and doing what you're doing with everything you've gone through, but you just kept, you know, you kept trucking through, you kept kept doing and doing, and 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 I was behind you 100%, you know, never say never, and, and believe in yourself, trust in yourself, be confident in yourself, and just enjoy what God gave you, enjoy the world out there, and there's so much to to enjoy. I know there's a lot of, you know, horrible stuff going on right now, I pray for all that, but um, I always feel Jenny's story can um, just bring a ray of sunshine through it all and bring a bit of a positive aspect for life as well. It shows possibilities. You know, yeah. we're saying, oh, the world is going to hell on the basket. We've seen that for how many hundreds of years? And, yeah. you know, if we want change, we've got to be the change. And if someone like Jenny, through her obstacles, can be so creative and such a beacon of light, then why can't we? What are our exactly. obstacles? What are we putting in the way? And you yeah. know, it's time to get, I'm going to be rude here, heads out of our asses and get with the game. You know, we've all it's got a gift. Start embracing it. And, uh, no, I like that. Know. That's a great phrase. I'm going to have to remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, I think we've got our head out of our asses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, but that's the point. You know, you're an example of just go and do it. 
the psyche yeah. like he says right just do it just go and do it jenny's following her path that she couldn't follow anything else but and it's taking her on a wonderful journey and through that exuberance and illumination is shedding light on our possibilities and if we got out of our own way and tapped yeah. into our heart and our soul and our spirit where jenny lives we would find out what it is we're here for and immerse ourselves in it and be much happier people and participate in what can be in the world and not what is so you know simp you may not look at yourself as um as an illuminator jenny but you are and you're shedding the light on what is possible for all of us thank you <laughs> she says meekly. It's very, very humble. You know, she only says a few words, but they all make sense. After exactly. I say about eighty million words, then they make sense. But Jenny just does it. So everybody, when they meet her, they go, "There's such an aura about this girl." Yes, exactly, and, uh, yeah, and it resonates even right through here. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jenny's words are in her stories and in her animation. That's where her her true speech is. It yeah. doesn't have to be in dialogue. She speaks through her work. And uh, sure that's where sure her, her story lies. That's where what she has to say and contribute to the world lies. And uh, that's her medium, and that's perfectly okay. So yeah. <laughs> how do people get hold of both of you? Because um, you've both got different... Uh, you've got the Facebook, Writers in the Family, and that's yes. the two of you. And, and we're both on, on Twitter. Um, mine is uh, Janet Walmsley 2, and Jenny's is Jenny Jenny Story with... The J part and Jenny both capitalized, and the story, the S is small. Um, Jenny does have a website. Um, her book is going to be on it right now. It's her animation. And what's your website again, Jenny? Uh, www.jennystory.ca. Right. And mum? Um, and then I'm in the midst. I'm just working with someone now. We're getting together next week because we're going to be doing... Um, uh, a website. Um, uh, Jenny's going to put her book on her website, and then I'm going to get a new website. But I do have a blog, um, www.jwomsleywordpress.com. Oh, jgwomsleywordpress.com. Yeah, right. And of course, I've got everything here on the posting. And, and you've got there. Yeah, I might even be saying that yep. wrong. But that's. Um, but um, and our, our our books. Like I know uh, because there's some things going on with Influence Publishing right now. Um, but I mean, we have our books. Uh, we've been we send books to, to to people. We have books in our you know our own supply. No, you're on Amazon, I've got you right here on Amazon. Yep. So we're on Amazon, Red Took, um, Ingram Book Distribution. They have our books. You can get them there. You can get them through Red Took, um, T O Q U E, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, and and in Vancouver, our books are at Book Warehouse. There's a Book Warehouse on West Broadway. There's a book warehouse on Maine. They're also at Wise Books Bookstore on Maine, and they're also at every Chapters and Indigos because we have two book signings. Well, we have three book signings coming up. Um, two are at both Indigos in Vancouver. Uh, one is on July 23rd. It's at uh, Indigo Bookstore on Granville, just near Granville and Robson, 801 Granville. Uh, the other one is on August 13th. It's at the West Broadway in Granville location, and that will be August 13th from 5 to 9. The one on Granville, 801 Granville downtown on July 23rd will be from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. Every chapters or Indigo store we've done, they just enjoy our presentation. They enjoy how we set up the book. They said, you don't sit down. You mingle and talk with everybody. You're so personable and sociable. 
they get us to just stay till the end when they close. <laughs> so, so I always say that that's the personal. You be professional, but you have to be also personable. And we show the passion of what we're feeling with Jenny's story and about our books and why we wrote them. Right. And again, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, just uh, wait for someone you know to have autism or have autism. It's, it's, it's just good to read because whether it's autism or whether it's something else, it's all about, yeah. you know, overcoming the challenge, believing in your child in and, and yeah. uh, just the facing the challenges of life and triumphing. And you've most both definitely triumphed. So thank you so much for being with us here today, both Jenny and Well, Jenny. thank you, Sarah. Thank you for, thank having, you for us. having us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I celebrate your story. I love the courage of people who embrace what the challenges are, that find a way to overcome them and become an inspiration and an invitation for other people. Because this is how we learn, this is how we grow, this is how we um, in turn help ourselves so then we can help someone else. So you're, you're both that. doing wonderful work and uh, keep it up. And, um, and uh, Jenny, you know, I want to know your next book. I'll put it up here on the posting again. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, when that movie comes out, I want to be there um, <laughs> because I see great things for you. And uh, again, you're, you're really a wonderful example of, of, of just doing it, just doing it and not letting life get in the way. And courage and cor courageousness to you, Mum, for, for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank we you. always say autism rocks, autism rules, autism connects. Exactly. And again, don't judge. Don't be ignorant. Learn. Be inspired. Uh, you'll be amazed at uh, what people can accomplish um, and how many, some, how many of our great leaders and great inspirationalists had so-called what they call a mental disorder, a mental challenge that they overcame. And because of that challenge, they became who they were. Um, so don't look upon it as something that is wrong with you. Look upon it as a gift that was given to you to understand, to inspire others. Um, and when we look at things that way, we then start to, sh uh, to thrive in life. So thank you so much for being with me here today. And to everybody else, um, again, don't assume, learn, read both of the books, go and take the journey, and you'll actually see a great deal about yourself in there. And you'll maybe just find a little strength and courage in your own life. So until next time, folks. <laughs>